It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, me, Chucky G, and Karen Frazier. Of course, our producer, Cheryl Knight, will be joining us also. Good evening, ladies. How are we? Hello. You know, we're always, I, I, I feel like we should point out that when we do the show, we all sit here in the dark. In the dark. I in the dark. That's at, right. Yeah. We should. Cool. From now on, we should turn off the lights. We won't be able to see each other. We won't be able to see Cheryl count us down, but who cares? <laughs> Cares. Why does it matter? Be like, I think you're yeah. moving your head. I can't tell. It's in the dark, but I think I see some movements. No big oh. deal, right? <laughs> yeah. So I uh, hear we have a little change up on uh, our guests this evening. We have the uh, lovely Miss Kristen Gray, the director of investigations and case manager for White Light Paranormal Insights this evening. Isn't that correct? Yeah, she's all right. Oh my God, she has the most awesome eyes. I was telling you, that I, was, uh, I have to say it on air so she hears me. My God, they're like just, to just. Uh, no offense, I don't want her husband coming and killing me. I just, it's just the eyes. I just something. <laughs> you know, Rick, her husband is a really nice guy, and he's pretty okay. low. He's pretty That's low key, and you meaning. are in Illinois, so I'm pretty sure that you know. I I can't imagine what you could do in a two-hour show that would make him come kill you. I'm I'm so uh, so good. That's good. You've been talking to me for all this time, and my husband hasn't come and killed you yet. Oh, no, because I'm respectful. I I get it, you know. But it's just something. It's just the eyes. It's just just pretty eyes. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. I said it. She has lovely eyes, and she has a lovely soul (laughs) to go with those eyes. Oh, well, they say, you know, the the eyes are the window to the soul. That's what they say. That's right. They say. That's right. So, anything uh, happening that new that you'd like to share with us? Anything happening? Uh, you said you were not feeling good last week. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I was sick last week. Yeah, I was supposed to actually have gone down to um, Kristen's tours that she does at the Canton Station oh, down cool. in Portland, but I was so sick that I instead sat on the couch and I thought momentarily, hmm, maybe I should tune into the show. And then the thought of clicking my mouse just seemed like too much. <laughs> The thought was there, and then it dragged away. And then it dragged away. It was kind of nice to have uh, have a night off and uh-huh. know that other people were on the show, and I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I had it all under control. It was yeah, just, sounds it was, like it. it. Was, I had it all under control. Yeah, I did have it under control. If I didn't, we would have had some problems. Thanks, but Bob Fountain, for filling in. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob, for filling in. You said You notice he's not listening tonight live. I'm wondering uh, why that is. What did you do to him? I I don't see him. He's there. Hi, Jessica, right there. We've got a full chat. What's up, up, Bob? I'm going to refresh the chat room then because I'm seeing nothing. Bob's there. There's Tom. And then there's Jessica. I love Jessica. Jessica, I love you. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Jim Frazier in the chat room? Yeah, he's listening from work. Hi, Jim. Big Jim, what's up, buddy? I miss you. That would be Mr. Techie McSciansky. Also in the chat room, I want to give a shout out to a longtime listener who usually listens on the podcast, but I was on his podcast this week and he has 
he has graciously agreed to listen live, and that's Patrick Keller of the the Big Seance podcast. Oh my God, Patrick! I'm sorry, I suck. I had it all up and ready to go, <laughs> and the Big Seance podcast. I got it right. So I also wanted to mention that he, Patrick's podcast is um, up for a podcast award, oh, and nice. it is in the science and medicine category so first of all i'd like to urge you to listen to the big seance podcast um especially the one that he just posted because it's me and um (laughs) right okay (laughs) and also to go to Uh podcastawards.com and go down to that science and um science and medicine category and click on the big seance podcast because we got to give some love to our fellow paranormal podcasters right? oh well, there you go the big yeah. seance podcast it does a voting doesn't open until sunday but you can vote every day starting yeah. sunday there you go yay patrick yay buddy you go man you go man so that's, yes. I think that's don't good. tell karen about the mask what does that mean what 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 I, I want what? to know. It, Bob says, don't tell Karen about the mask. Oh, what does that Oh, Karen, you missed Oh, you know what? You were actually here, Karen. You just didn't know it. You were I was. Here. You oh, were here and you oh, didn't know it. oh, yeah. Okay. Do so, I be wearing oh, a Karen can I explain? Can I explain this? So, <laughs> I, no. I made a joke So, here's what it. happened. So, Bob says, I got a couple things for you. I, okay. He goes, so when you're feeling lonely, Chuck, and you don't have Karen with you, and he puts up a stick, and it's your face. Gigantic. Puts over his face. About that the week before. Yes, and then <laughs> then he puts one up of me for some reason. He's got one of me on a stick, and I'm pointing back at myself. I'm like, well, that's just really freaky. <laughs> and then he goes, and then, I, and then if I have a question, I'll put this up. He puts a big stick with a giant question mark on it, so he can just cue oh. me. Oh, go Bob. Well, Bob, that sounds <laughs> lovely, and um, I guess I appreciate the effort you went to to make a mask of my face. Um, Please be careful with how you use it. That is a responsibility. <laughs> hey, and by the way, uh, Patrick Kelly, you know, you can have me on the show, too. I'm a good guest. Just I saying. told him no. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, I don't even know how to mute. I can't even hit the just mute button. Me. I'm just joking. What? Why would you tell him that? I'm I didn't fantastic tell him. Man. I didn't tell him no. <laughs> He said, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> oh, see, wow. like, um, yeah, just my coast leave this. a respectable distance so that everybody knows that I am the most important one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go again. Stop. You're making me cough on air. I can't even hit my mute button. Thank you. This is oh. oh, these ladies think it's funny. It's not funny. All right. It is funny. <clears throat> so anyways, um, anything else we want to talk? Cheryl, anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to share? I, you love I I want to share um, thank you for coming to Paranormal Underground and listening live to our yeah. live listeners. That's exciting. It's we like so live exciting. We love it. We love you. We love our podcast yes. listeners too. Do, so don't, do. don't yes, and, and, you know what? It'd be really great though. I've just got to bring this up. If you guys would like sometime nominate us for an award. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, it could come happen. on. It would be nice <laughs> to just be nominated. Yeah. I could say Chucky G and oh, that I would be excited. I just got nominated. I don't care if I win. Just nomination would just be cool. I just was nominated for like a, a paranormal award. Once yes, you do. I remember that. I voted for you. or something. You I did. Voted I don't you. think I won I because too. I never heard back. I think no, maybe I remember that. Two people voted for me. Yeah, it was me. I was one of them. You had a lot of Even votes, Karen. Don't 
Don't be shy. You have a lot of votes. Yeah. Don't be modest. Yep. Anyway, yes. Thank you for listening. Whether you're live or podcast, we love you all. That is, <laughs> that is all. We have well, the three hundredth. We have the big three hundredth show yes, coming up. Ooh, and yeah. here's the thing: you guys should be really excited about this. We have no clue what we're doing. No, we're not. We don't. We, we no want to make it super special. Mm-hmm. Totally special, no, but we have no idea what that would look like. I think we should take Bob's idea and p- put pictures of ourselves on sticks, and I'll be Cheryl's face, Cheryl will be Karen's face, and you be my face, and we do that well, a whole night. You can do that like I do with the little Skype windows where I drag your oh, face yeah, over, over Cheryl. I drag yeah. your head over Cheryl's body. So when she does you're that talking, and she giggles at Cheryl's us. body. I'm like, why is Cheryl? Why is Karen laughing? She's busy over there putting faces on other faces. <laughs> It amuses yep. me. What can yes. you say? Hey, Chuck, uh, you have yeah. something new. I do. You do? Oh, I do. Oh, really? You That's do? That's right. I have, I have, <coughs> I have reached, I have, I have been trained and I am now a level one, level two Reiki student. Reiki practitioner. Right. Oh, a practitioner. I'm a practitioner. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Karen. Mm-hmm. Who's my sensei. Can I say sensei? You know, it's martial Sure, arts. why not? My sensei. Yes, I am, and I'm practicing I'm it every day. I'm doing good, and it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting, and it's also helping me to open up my uh, my psychic mediumship abilities also. So it's really awesome. I love knowledge, man. It's cool. I like it. So thank you very much, Ms. Frazier. You cool. Go. You're right. welcome. Okay. Well, thanks. So I think it's time. we have. Yep, it's time. Cheryl, uh, can you uh, roll it, please? Just when you thought the world couldn't get any weirder, it's time for news of the strange and the That is right. It is time, folks, for some really crazy stuff. First up this evening, Teen Channel's Tesla and Build's free energy device. That is correct. This comes from MysteriousUniverse.org. Okay, a 13-year-old boy in Nevada has channeled the spirit of Nikola Tesla and invented a free energy device out of common household materials. Also like Tesla, news of his invention seems to have been mysteriously suppressed by either the mainstream media or others for months. What's going on here, they say. A video interview of teen Tesla Max Lohan by KTVN Channel 2 in Rio and Tahoe, Nevada, has been making the rounds this week, even though it appears to have actually aired back in February in it. Max demonstrates the free energy device he invented and talks about his personal philosophy and inspiration. Wearing a shirt with Tesla's picture on it, Max unveils his electromagnetic harvester, which he made out of a coffee can, wire coils, and spoon. He claims that the device takes energy from the air and converts it from AC to DC. To prove it, he clips a wire to a string of LED lights and powers them up. Max then brags that parts for his invention cost him around $14. If this sounds familiar, that's because the concept resembles Tesla's apparatus for the utilization of radiant energy. And his plans to provide the world with a free source of electric energy. Um, What also sounds eerily familiar is the fact that the interview of Max Lohan about his invention seems to have taken place and been broadcast in February of 2016, but only surfaced on the Internet in mid-May. Many of Tesla's inventions are believed to have been suppressed by those whose profits would be negatively impacted by them. Is this the same thing happening to Max Lohan? Few details of Max's inventions were released with the video, and lighting a string of LEDs is not the same as powering a major city with energy pulled from the air. However, it's a spark, and like Tesla's ideas and creations, it can light a fire in other young inventors who feel the same way as Max. His final, his final statement on the subject. 
My true goal is to help, is to invent a future where people can be happy, where they can be safe and sound. So what do you think about that? I don't know. I was kind of talking to Cheryl, and I wasn't really... I know. I heard all the... You know, I'm trying to do the news, folks. I hear... What the heck is... And I look up, there's like a whole... I heard the word Tesla. I heard Tesla, and I heard something about future. I think it's a fascinating story, and if you send me the link, I'm sure I'll love it. And I promise Listeners, I'll listen to I really hope one. you enjoy my stories and actually <laughs> listen to them. Unlike they probably, the they that. probably don't. They're probably talking to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right. The next one will get your attention. Tarantula creates chaos on the airlines. Nope. This comes from CBC. It's like snakes on a plane, but with spiders. Yeah. Tarantulas get, are spiders, right? Let me get that. Yes, big spider. Can't say it, but yeah, okay. So Catherine Moreau had been watching a movie during a routine flight when she felt something on her leg. Flying could be a nerve-wracking experience. It was a mother effing tarantula on a mother effing plane. <laughs> That's what it was. Go on, sorry. But for one passenger about a Montreal-bound air transit flight last month, an otherwise uneventful trip soon turned to chaos thanks to an encounter with a critter of the large eight-legged variety. Uh, she had been watching a film on her iPad when she felt something brush up against her leg. After trying to sweep it away with her hand, she soon realized to her horror that the object was, in fact, a large tarantula that was slowly making its way up her body. It's like Being, Greg Brady with yep. the tiki god. And the, oh, yeah. yeah. She probably, it was like she, the side. Wait, was she on her way back from Hawaii and had she found a tiki god at the beach? <laughs> I don't know. It could be. Uh, things went from bad to worse when the spider, having been shaken onto the floor, hid underneath her daughter's suitcase, who was left was so terrified by the ordeal that she ended up having nightmares. It later turned out that there had actually been two spiders on board the plane, and they had most likely escaped from the luggage of another passenger who had intended to sell them. According he had to- him in his luggage? Yeah. So, according to entomologist, uh, can I say it? Entomologist. Entomologist. Thanks, the species was quite identified as, oh my god, I have to say this, Pormicopus cancerides, which is thought to be quite aggressive, but only has a weak, only has a weak venomous bite, thank god. The market for live tarantulas is very lucrative. It started tickling me, Bastion recounts in horror, at meeting the tarantula on air transit flights. So, and I saw the picture of the tarantula. It was, oh, I don't know, a little bit smaller than my hand. So she was pretty Ooh. big. She was a big old girther. Wouldn't it be awesome, huh? To have that crawling up your leg while you're not really. I I came. <laughs> I that'd have been it for me. I I you know I, I, I tend to not I tend to not be really afraid of spiders, which is a good thing because I share my house with many 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 spiders because we live in the woods. Um, so spiders don't necessarily bother me a lot, but one that big might be a little disturbing. Or what are the great big huge ones they have like over in Afghanistan? Oh yeah, the yeah the oh that yeah. They're yeah, like yeah, camel yeah. camel spiders. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. And they I, look I, like they don't even look like spiders. They look more like a, a hybrid of two different things. Yeah, they're freaking. I'm out. just yes. guessing they're named camel spiders because they're the size of camels. That's all I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. And my last one. Do you like bats? No. Bat, bat invasion prompts the state of emergency declaration. News.sky.com. Check this one out. Batemans Bay in New South Wales has become so overrun that a state of emergency has been declared. Bats can be unnerving at the best of times, but imagine trying to go about your business while there are scores of the notorious flying mammals covering every square inch of every surface. In the outhouses! 
That's yeah. everywhere. This was the spectacle that confronted the residents of Batemans Bay in Australia recently after more than 100,000 gray-headed flying foxes descended on the town in masses. Oh, my God. I cannot open the windows. I can't use the clothesline, said a local resident. It's just, I can't study because the noise just goes constantly. I can't concentrate. It's not It's not fun. <laughs> of course it's not fun. The bats came and they are just out of control. We can't, we, we just can't do anything because of them. Bizarrely, the particular type of bat is actually considered to be an endangered species, meaning that authorities are only permitted to use non-lethal methods to deal with the problem. One such tactic has involved using a smoke and loud noise to deter the bats, while another has seen areas of vegetation being chopped down to force animals to move on from the area. Ultimately, though, it may simply be a case of waiting for them to leave on their own accord. Okay, now I've seen these flying fox. These things are huge. They're huge. And they, and a hundred thousand of them coming all at once oh. into the town. It must is like Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, only with bats. That's yeah, just, and and you know I'm bat phobic. That is, I'm not afraid of spiders, uh, but I'm terrified uh, 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 of bats. There you go. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Making it worse for that is if the bats came in with little like little MP3 players playing Weird Al Yankovic on there. Then it would just would have just been. Oh, <laughs> stop it. With popsicle sticks you, in their mouths. Did you did you do the bat story on purpose? Because you know you just you knew that the spiders might be okay, but that the I don't bats know what would you're be. About. Oh, now you're paying attention to me. Thanks, thanks very much. Yeah, apparently that's the article Cheryl and I should have been talking through. <laughs> I should have made up a story like ten thousand popsicle sticks swarmed in masses into a town. Stop Everyone's it! Stop talking. it! No! 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 Stop it! Uh, uh, ah, revenge. Do you really want me to be catatonic for the rest no, of revenge? <laughs> what have I done to you lately other than taught your Reiki? Uh, not paying attention to my story when you other guys than, keep an author about what were you talking you, about? Other than what love you unconditionally. What? I'm sorry, what? What have I done to you other than love you unconditionally? Oh, God. She always throws <laughs> the L word on me, and then I have nothing to come back for. Nothing. I'm sorry. I love you. I apologize. There you go. There you go. And see I don't know where I sit was. on this wonderful relationship. What? I'm sorry? See how easy that was? Yes, it was very easy. No, it's okay. You are allowed to tell stories like that occasionally. <laughs> it's not the popsicle stick one. No. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I won't mention it again. It was the bats and then the spiders. Okay. We're done. Anything else we'd like to talk about? We have some time still. I will not go any further with this because I don't want you throwing up and having to leave or anything or freaking out. So. I'm not going to make me throw up. It just makes my mouth feel weird. It's hard to explain. Um, I, I still don't understand what it is with Weird Al, though. He's a cool guy, man. Oh. White and nerdy. I love that song. White and nerdy. What? You don't like that? I don't know. I like that song. I don't know. I don't listen to any of his music because he creeps me out. <laughs> Why does he creep you out, though? Is it the way he looks or just the way he, he has crazy. He has the crazy eyes. No, actually, I haven't I told you this before that I had a dream one remember. night when I was uh, in my formative years that I was being yeah. stalked and terrorized by uh, Weird Al Yankovic and Ruth Buzzy. Oh. oh, well, yeah, that'd be creepy. Ruth Buzzy alone would be creepy. Well, they both have the crazy eyes. and they, I mean, yes. think about yes, picture them side by side. Oh, no, that would be freaky. That would be freaky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a dream so, interpretation, yeah, by the way. I have a dream interpretation I have to send you because my father was in my dream. Last night, but it was weird because, uh, of course, he's he's passed on. He's one of my spirit guys on and off. But he was like, I don't know. He was just sitting there and he had his hands on his chest and he said, 
I looked at him and I said, hey, it's, it's, it's okay. I'm glad to see you. And I touched him and he goes, yeah, well, you know, I am 70 and dead. And I was like, well, that was a really weird thing to say. I mean, first of all, he died in the 60s. I, I, wasn't, I was not really sure what that even meant. That was really freaking me out. So, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to give you the whole. Well, that's part. Well, of I have to look at the the whole. Please. I've been having some just whacked out dreams. You know, Mer- Mercury went direct. It was in retrograde, and it went direct uh, on the twenty second. So, what four days ago? Mm-hmm. And thank God. You, and you know how Mercury, when it's in retrograde, sort of hoses up your um, your Electronic. electronics and stuff. Jim's yes. phone was not working at all. It was, and we were about to go in and get it replaced or something. And as soon mm-hmm. as Mercury went direct, his phone worked fine again. Gotta love those spinning plants when they're going the wrong way. It just drives you nuts. Didn't we have like Saturn too and Jupiter? There were a couple of them that were all spinning back. I think Mars might have been in retrograde as well. It was a, it was a particularly tough tough retrograde this, this i will spring. worry when the planet earth spins backwards but it doesn't actually spin backwards it just appears to it's an optical illusion oh yeah oh no no i was told that it actually does no you need no to for- it's an optical illusion so normally it appears to travel um east to west across the sky but the optical illusion, because it goes between Earth and the sun, the optical illusion is that it's going west to east. So it looks like it's going backwards, but it's not actually. If the planets actually went backwards, that I mean, that would kind of hose up some things. Well, yeah, that's why I was totally confused. Well, I figured that maybe that's the reason why some of the stuff was hosed up, but I mean, I just <laughs> No. All right, good. Thanks for clearing that up. Thanks for keeping sure. me on straight and narrow. You know, someone has to keep it clear for me. I, I'm newbie still. You know, I still have to understand this stuff. So. You're not a newbie. <sighs> Anyways, so um, yeah, so and does it? But all right, so does does Earth ever have that optical illusion? Do you know if that ever like Earth is in retrograde? Does ever that never comes up? I well, know. I don't know because who? I mean, maybe on other planets, like they're like, oh my God, Earth is in retrograde. That's gonna hose crap up. But I, we don't know. We don't know that people on other planets are the the species. Yes, I like how you said it. Hose crap up. <laughs> Well, that's how I imagine they talk on other planets. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we're going to spin around backwards. We're going to hose all that crap up for Earth, and those Earthlings are going to be all... Because, I mean, so who knows? I would imagine that on some planet somewhere, at some for some period, Earth appears to go into retrograde. But yeah. Oh, my God. I never thought about that. That's the crazy. You just thought, there's some like planet like uh, Yupta or something. They're like, oh, God, why is my stuff not working today? Stupid Earth's in retrograde again, man. It's pissing me off. It messes up all my technology. <laughs> there you go it could happen i don't know i made it up yep it's just a plan that i made up that's okay i don't know because would they even know on your yupta which would be probably in some other <laughs> galaxy and solar yes, system would they even be able to see earth i don't know maybe with a telescope they probably have telescopes there and they're looking at going what's that little blue planet and why does it look like it's spinning backwards it's probably their version of reality TV. Let's watch Earth on a telescope. Let's watch Earthlings run around like idiots. They're so they're so dramatic. Yes, they are. Yeah, yup, folks. Write real, that down. Real, that is a real, real planet. Housewives of Earth. <laughs> That's tomorrow on Facebook. I was going. Really Did you know there's a planet named Yupta? Chucky e. G said it on Paranormal Underground Radio. Yeah, Yupta. How weird would it be if somebody <laughs> discovered one and that's what it was? Oh called? my God, I would freak out. Talk about being psychic. Whoa. Freaks me out. So, um, 
So are we just going to like, do we have any like, well, I have like, you know, the basic bio of Miss Kristen Gray, but I mean, we, are we tackling anything in particular? We're we just going to go uh, nonchalant this evening. Cause I mean, you know, her kind of personally too. So, you know, or just talk. She just sent oh, me a okay. message. Her okay. computer is, uh, oh. her computer is updating at the moment. She, it, it did it. She didn't. And she will be, she will be on Skype as soon as possible, so we can drag right. this out. Apparently, oh, we need to drag conversation. Well, we can sing a song. Well, hey, we have nice conversations. What do you mean? This is a, yeah, you up to fancy any conversation. It could be a real planet, Cheryl. What do you think? You could be a real planet, right? Don't you think? Absolutely. Why not? Thank you. Thank you. There you sure. go. <sighs> so I wonder if, like, on Yupta, they're all like vegetarians, or if they eat meat. Probably spiders. They're arachnitarians. Oh, they eat spiders. <laughs> and they have pets. They have pet bats. They have uh, pet bats. Who wouldn't? <laughs> you, evidently. <laughs> hey, I remember when I talked about, uh, what was it? What was it, Korea or whatever, where they walked around with heads of lettuce on leashes. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's yeah. lots of... Wasn't it cabbages? That? Wasn't it cabbages? cabbages? Yes, remember? remember? And I remember this to Cheryl, and I said it, and I said, you know, these the, the psychologists were telling these people, you have all this negative energy and whatever. Just put it into the cabbage. Use the cabbage and put your negative energy into the cabbage, and then walk around with the cabbages. So these people had cabbages on dog leashes, and they're dragging them around. So then I said, well, the thing that came to my mind, was Cheryl just said, only you would think of that, is that, well, wouldn't it be weird if they took the cabbage, of course, washed it off, and if they cooked it, if they ate it, would they get the negativity from the other person? That's what I wanted to know. And Cheryl let's, said, only you. Uh, so let's do this. Let's go to break. Uh, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're, we're, get, we're going to get it. No, we're going to get in contact with Kristen and find out if she needs to call in or what, because her computer is updating because it's a butt face. Oh, I need to see the eyes. I know, you know, no. Well, maybe she can call in for a while and then Skype in or something. All right, fine. All right. So we'll go to break. When we come back, we will, fingers crossed, be talking to Kristen Gray. Stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. My name is Daryl E. Berry, Jr., longtime practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next Density, a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress transformation and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next to Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, and to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit DarylEBerryJr.com or NextDensity.org. Next Density. Change yourself. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. 
I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it. Right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. I'm Mix LR with your hosts, Karen Frazier and me, the lovely Chucky G. Also, we have a wonderful guest this evening. You're going at me already. Miss Kristen Gray. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I am good. How are you guys doing? I am fantastic. I was talking about your eyes before. Did you hear me talking about your eyes before? I think it's our computer. My computer was dead. Oh, good. (laughs) Never mind then. And that's all right. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. It's okay. (laughs) Chuck Chuck totally digs your eyes. That's all. Uh, And he's afraid that if he says it, that that Rick is going to beat him up. (laughs) I don't need any husbands coming after me, okay? No husbands coming after you. I'm sure he'd be okay. (laughs) So, welcome to the show. Are you excited to be here? I am excited to be here. All right, cool. So, all right. Well, then, you know, Karen knows everything about you, but I don't. And I don't know everything. Well, you know more than I do. I, I know a few things. Precise. All right, all right. There you go. So I was. I know. Uh, I know where the bodies are buried. Hello. <laughs> okay. So stuff. here's what I want to do. Since the listeners and I don't know so much, I want you to go back to why you got in the paranormal. How did you get connected to the paranormal field? I love <laughs> Look at Karen to ask that. Scared. <laughs> now, see, last time I was on the radio, and I ended up crying during this segment for some no, odd reason. I was not, I well, I was not <laughs> going to bring that up. I was just going no, to. It's fine. Like I said, it was a fluke last time. Um, Don't cry. I, I, I won't. <laughs> I talked about grew, on Facebook. Go ahead. Right. My aunt um, actually had a house that had a lot of different paranormal activity in it when we were kids. Um, that's why my uncle was on the team at one time. My cousin Tracy's on the team now. We uh, kind of all had this quest that we wanted to understand what happened to us as children better. Um, you know, weird thing. Eyes. She, I remember one of her stories was her looking out of her bedroom window on a second story window. And there was a man looking in the window at her. Um, as kids, we were all locked into an attic from the outside 
um, something shut the door and locked us in from the outside. Oh, Lord. Um, and of course, you know, as you know, back in the 1970s, this stuff wasn't talked about. So when we would tell our parents, you know, about this stuff going on, um, it was dismissed. We were just kids with making this stuff up. Um, so really, that's where my interest first got peaked. Um, flash forward into the, about the 1990s, we lived in a house and we started having paranormal activity happening in this house. Um, my daughter would tell me that my daughter was terrified to sleep in her room. Um, she would tell me things like her bed would move, you know, and, and to me have having experiences. I always, you know, would try to figure out, you know, is this paranormal or is this her being a kid? Me, from my experiences, I always lean towards, well, this might have more to it. Um, one night in the house, I was pinned down on my bed. Some people might say it was, you know, the, what do they call it? Old Hague syndrome. Um, mm. but I was awake. Sleep paralysis, so I, yeah. <laughs> sleep paralysis, but I, you know, I'm sure everybody who goes through this says uh, that they were awake. I really truly believe that I was awake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that experience shook me and it, then it, it brought everything back up from childhood is who can I talk to? Who can I tell about this experience without being ridiculed or, people thinking I'm crazy and I need medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and there really wasn't a lot, even in the 90s. Pe- this wasn't out there. People really, even at 19, like I said, this was 93, 94, nine, about 95, 96. People still weren't talking about this. Mm-hmm. I remember bringing it up at a family reunion. We all get together and tell ghost stories around the fire because my whole family's crazy. And <laughs> Oh, and your family's wonderful. My family's great. We're all very supportive. We all believe in this stuff. Um, but still, it was like, are you sure this, that, and this, and that? And I was like, no, I'm sure. Now it's now. Now I've got them all believing everything. <laughs> so nice. that, that was really what brought me into, you know, when I had an opportunity to join a teen in 2011. You know, my daughter finally graduated from high school. Um, before that, I was into everything. PTA, everything was wrapped in around her. Just put it that way. PTA mom, Girl Scout leader, blah, blah, blah. I had a chance to get out and kind of, you know, how am I going to fill this void now? I think which a lot of mothers go through when they're kid carrying yeah. yeah, how do I fill yeah. this void now after I've my whole life's been my child? And I had an opportunity to join a team. It wasn't the team that I'm on now, um, and it ended up not being a good fit for me. It, um, I ended up meeting Seth and Jill and their team. White Light came on a tour, one of the tours that I helped lead at Kenton Station, and it was a good fit for my belief systems and, um, you know, they kind of changed my mind about a lot of different things and, and it's been going that way for goodness, I think almost five years now. So when I, when you guys were at the first Oregon ghost conference, you were in your first year then as a team. We actually, I had just left my team that I was on and I was just talking with Seth about joining his team. They didn't have an investigative side really set up at that point. So being new into the, like literally this is months into me getting into this. It was like, how can I, and he asked me, he's like, what, can you come on and set up an investigation? I was like, I don't know anything. I'm new at all of this, you know, and it's been a learning process, you know, all of these years. I didn't know what to do. So my thought at the beginning was I was going to join another team and then I would help, you know, I would be on both teams basically so I could learn and I could also set up, you know, the investigative side on white light. Um, the team that I was offered a position on, I, I'm glad I didn't end up going to because that wouldn't have worked out. Um, a lot of drama surrounded that team. 
So I uh, <laughs> just decided to wing it and I would learn by experience and that's kind of how it's been. I've been just, you know, I follow other teams closely, see what works, what doesn't work. A um, lot of trial and error, you know, we've made a lot of trial. We've had a lot of trial and errors. Um, but I, sure. think now, I think now we've got a pretty good system going. Um, I run the investigative side and Seth is in charge of the resolve side. And we're one team as a unit, but we just have different duties that we go in and do. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that, how you okay. guys are set up. Perfect. So basically, we have, an like I said, an investigative side. So when we get a call, I'm also the case manager on our team. I will take the calls and I will see um, first if they want an investigation, if they just want to go straight to a resolve, what, what is the situation going on in the home. Um, just for example, we had a case call just this week and it's is a lady and there's kids being affected and it's a daycare which is close to my heart because I have yeah. an at home here too so you know I told her her and I came to an agreement that she probably really didn't need an investigation you know she, she was kind of more in like she has abilities herself she kind of knows what's there she just kind of wants help to see if anybody can help whoever's there you know cross on or or help her learn how to deal with it um, it's scaring the kids, this and that. So I told her, you know, we really don't probably, when we set up an investigation, we're talking, you know, it can be weeks, a weeks and weeks process of us getting in there to investigate. And then usually after investigations, we'll have the resolve side come right in and do a resolve. Um, I just told her, you know, maybe in this situation, it's better that we just go straight to a resolve. And, you know, with in that matter, you know, we have four mediums that are going over to her house on Sunday. It's that quick instead of trying okay. to go the other way. So, you know, when there's kids or there's other thing going on and we feel an urgency to get in, then we'll just go in and do it. Um, if they do want an investigation, I'll set that up. We'll do an investigation. Like I said, it's usually a few weeks out because anybody on a team knows you've got to coordinate, you know, everybody's schedules to see who can get there. Yeah. Um so usually, you know, we'll get in, try to get in there within a few weeks, depending on what we all have in our personal lives going on. We'll usually set up our resolves the exact, the next day. So we usually do our investigations on Saturday night and the resolve team will come in on Sunday afternoon and do a resolve there. So like I said, we're basically, we have two different sides. We do the investigative portion. We're looking for quote unquote evidence or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to call it proof. It's really even hard to call it evidence. Mm-hmm. It's just right. what we believe. Data. 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 There you go. Data. Data. Um, it's not proof because, you know, to some people you'll never prove it. And that's okay. That's not what we're trying to do. And then, like I said, that resolved part of the team will come in the next day. And those are the mediums. And they'll go in and they'll try to connect with whomever may be there in the home, spirit-wise, um, if anybody. They'll try to connect with who's there. And try to see if they need help, um, if there's anything that they can do. We call it spirit counseling. If there's mm-hmm. anything they can help them do to, if, if it's their time to go. If it's not, then they'll work with counseling the actual client on how to live with the situation and things that they can do to, you know, burning sage, lightening their environment, things like that. Things that they can do to setting boundaries with the spirit. Things that they can do to try to cohabit with whomever may be there because okay. it's not always you know you can't come in and wave a wand and say be gone and spirits be right. gone that's not right. how it works with mm-hmm. our team we believe in free will you know we had a lot of controversy when we first started our team with you know everybody thought that's what we were about was 
um, what's the word, clearing. Making, making them go, yeah. That's absolutely not what our team is about. We believe in free will with spirits. We believe in giving them a choice. Um, you know, as long as there's, I guess what Seth calls it, as long as they're not breaking any uh, law, spiritual laws, um, everything's free will. We're not going to go in there and force somebody out. It's, that's not our job. So, you know. all right. So, let me. I, I have a couple of questions. So, okay. you, you have your investigative side, and you have your uh, what do you call? What's the other side you call? Solve. Resolve. Okay. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, resolution. So, what? Let's put this right. Wouldn't it be wise always to do some kind of investigating so that you know? Like you know, that's like saying, it's to me. It's like saying, and this is just my opinion. It's like saying, you know, someone brings in their computer to me and says, here, I know what it is. I just need you to fix it. So you go ahead and you just fix it. Not really knowing if exactly 100% that's what needs to be fixed versus uh, I, I equate that to investigating where you want to go in to at least even if they, you know they, they kind of seem like they know what they're talking about, you still want to go in just to see what's exactly going on from your perspective so you know better how to uh, gauge and handle it when you go in for the resolve side. Is that not the way it works or is that not how you well, feel or? Usually our resolves will go on before our evidence. Like I said, we usually go in Saturday and investigate. We'll come in Mm -hmm. Sunday and do resolve. Basically, the resolve is what the mediums are picking up and they're feeling. Um, It has nothing to do with our data or what we've collected or anything. Our data usually, I mean, like you've done investigations. You know, it takes weeks and weeks and weeks to go through. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes clients aren't wanting to wait that long. Um, sometimes after we have investigations, and trust me, we don't provoke. We are very kind with spirits, but mm-hmm. activity kicks up after an investigation. Oh, yeah, definitely. So sometimes, they're, you know, just even having that resolve to calm that energy down the next day. Some people don't want investigations. They don't care about the proof. They know what's going on in their homes. Right. So, you know, we could go in and we could get a bunch of data. And necessarily, having an investigation doesn't mean we're going to get anything either. I asked Seth that wants to. I was like, well, you guys feel these spirits there and you think they're there, but what if they're like yelling, hey, wait a minute, I'm not doing any of this stuff, but I'm getting blamed for it. Um, You know, that's something that we rely on that side of the team to really, you know, to connect in and and figure that out. But, you know, we've taken some heat for that too. It's like, you know, one, how can we offer this service when it can't be guaranteed to work? We're very clear with our clients that, we in our in our best ability, our mediums will try to connect with who's there, but mm. there is nothing guaranteed oh, no. when you're working with the spirit side. No. We let them know, you know, it's about fifty fifty whether a spirit chooses to leave or not. Right. That's up to them. So under no circumstances do any of our clients think we're gonna come in there and it's all gonna be fine because yeah. You know, it's you most of them still mm. have some sort of activity when it's all said and done. Um, so- so, so with the investigative side, then, um, do you like, or so you say they go in and they do the resolve ahead of time. Cause I, we talked how, how long it takes to do it and say for some reason, something is added to the mix that mm-hmm. maybe the mediums didn't pick up because, you know, I'm a psychic medium and I'm not always a hundred percent. So then you find something else. Do you then go back and try to say, look, we want to like rediscover or reconnect or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And we okay. stay with our clients too. Like the last case, we were well. We're still. It's an open. We consider it still an open case. We've been back there three times. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, nothing is guaranteed. And we did an investigation there. We actually got very little um, data 
Um, mm-hmm. we, we got a few what we think are EVPs, but for the activity that they were describing and the actual data that we collected, there, you know, it was like a big discrepancy. There didn't really feel like there was a lot going on for what they claimed. But then mm-hmm. when the mediums connected in, they actually picked up quite a lot there. So, you know, yeah, like you said, where, you know, how does this all get? <laughs> it's, yeah. Do you, know, and do you guys do you guys like do like well, like I well my team I, what I do is I well I'll have them I have my researcher she's an interviewer to her she'll connect to the people go through a whole checklist of questions oh, yeah. you know questions because you gotta we just ran right, into someone who out. was a little whoo, oh, you yeah. know so um <laughs> I ran to that I had to actually call uh, Chris Fleming because he his name kept getting thrown around so when I got a hold of him he's like no no don't go there it's a psychological right. thing you know we've but, had a few uh, cases so you do like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have. I mean, we have basically everything is set up like a normal team. I do. I take first intake call. I decide if we even want to take the case. Then I will go from there, and I will either directly connect, say, "Okay, Seth, maybe this is something you need to." Um, it should go straight to you because I might feel something's off. We've had a, quite a few cases that we've actually turned away where we thought that there was some mental illness maybe or there was uh, oh, there's definitely a couple cases where there was some um, heavy drugs being used. So mm-hmm. we're pretty good at being able to weed out of those too. Um, you know, so we do have procedures set up too. It's not like we're just relying on the mediums and flying in there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And just, and it- you know... If one of our mediums, you know, if they're not picking something up, doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to take a case either. So it's, right. you know, it's we've never had that problem <laughs> yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Wood. Do you ever? Do you ever like? Uh, so what do you do? Do you just like my my question? Sometimes I'm not, I'm not sure always how to handle it correctly because I I want to make sure the person gets help whether it's paranormal right. or non paranormal. Right. You know, like instead of just saying, "Oh, we're just not going to this guy. Just don't contact him again." Is no, there? Do you guys like really, try to right? No, Seth is fabulous at at that kind of counseling stuff. Um, he will he you know he'll recommend people to check out this program or this. Pro- He's very uh, but he has a way of putting things that probably is a little more gentler than I would put them. You know he'll talk with people and he'll you know say you know I think that maybe there's other issues underlying and and maybe you know you might want to look into this. You know we've had we've had clients that we've recommended, you know, take a step further and, and, and get some uh, mental health evaluations. And, he, you know, for me, I'd be like mortified telling people like, oh, I think you need mental health. But he has an eloquent, mm-hmm. way, eloquent way of putting it where it comes off, you know, the way that it should. He's very well spoke. I mean, he knows how to. And that's probably from some of the things that he's gone through in his own life. So he you know, knows how to talk to people and he knows how to, you know, yeah, we don't just say we're not taking this case and be gone because then we know they're just going to start team shopping somewhere else. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's so true, you know. Right. And sometimes so, that does happen. <laughs> yeah, Bob has a question in chat. He wants to know if you have ever had a situation where the good spirits left and the negative spirits stayed. Ooh, good question. I don't want to say no, because I think we have, but I'm having to think back. Yeah, we've had some cases where it's interesting. We've had cases where there was, if you want to call them good spirits, bad spirits, you know, where um, one spirit was hanging out to kind of basically pr- protect the family from the other spirit. Um, we had one case where the one, the good spirit, um, I hate saying good and bad. But yeah, I know, exactly. Anyway, where the good spirit um, would not cross until the bad spirit got out of the house um 
you know, so we do run into cases like that where, you know, sometimes um, everybody will cross who chooses to want to cross and maybe Mr. Old Cranky McPants doesn't want to and he's still left there. So then we're, you know, still trying to deal with him. And like I said, it's not a wham-bam thing. Sometimes these take, when you're working with this and working with spirit counseling, like I said, this last case, we're on our third time going back there. It's It, it takes time. It takes sometimes a lot of time. Is that like a official terminology, Mr. McCranky Pants? Well, is that like something you have in your interview or in questionnaire? Okay, now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in your house, do you have a Mr. McCranky Pants there? All right, yeah. check that out. Okay, just check. Right. Well, that's the EVP you get, you know, when you do that. What is your name, Mr. McCranky Pants? <laughs> Pants. It's him. I knew it. I knew it. Should have put that on the questionnaire. Darn it. Be gone, Mr. McCranky Pants. <laughs> Be gone. We have special stage for him. I don't think I've met him yet, Mr. McCranky Pants. At least, I mean, you know, maybe in my house sometimes, but. I've had him swearing at me. I've had the spirits swearing at me and getting all. I get that all the time, too. I'm like, like what's really? the problem? I'm a nice what's person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tracy and I are constantly be calling the B word on cases, and it's like, what's the problem? We're nice people. <laughs> Mr. McCranky Pants, that's what the problem is. <laughs> Using that on my question. <laughs> oh gosh, let's do this. Um, just because we're about two minutes away from the top of the hour, let's go to break. Okay. Um, might as well. We kind of came to a natural spot, and if we ask another question, you know, we'll go over. So, and isn't <laughs> that kidding. on the prices? The price is right. You want to get as close as you yes. can without now going. Now you want to go over. Yeah. Right. Thing, <laughs> right. So let's take a break. When we come back. Uh, who knows what we'll talk about? Maybe we'll talk about Kenton Station, so or some, you know, some of your favorite haunted places. Uh, we we share a few, so stick yeah. around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs. Like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hello, this is Nolan Ethan, and you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Good job, guys. Welcome back on MixLR with Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your host Chucky G and the lovely Karen Frazier. Oh, I'm lovely this time. Now you're the lovely one and I'm the I'm the Oh, that's so seldom that I get called the lovely one. Is it because I didn't I I worked out and didn't comb my hair or anything for you tonight? Smashing. You're just fabulous looking. All you ladies are fabulous looking. That's what I got. That's right. You're hanging out with a bunch of hot babes. Yeah, I'm hanging out three hot babes, man. There's a lot of estrogen Woo-hoo! floating around here to change me to a woman. I'm telling you, I could be a Very girl, too. Cool. All right, so um, last Thursday, Kristen, I tried to come down for your monthly Kenton Station tours. Yes. And yet was not able to because I was sick. 
But it yeah. seems to have worked out because nobody else was feeling very well either. Or no. something. I ended up with one person on the tour, which is fine. That's better than 45. Um, but then he felt bad for showing up. I was like, it's okay. I got to do the tour. So let's do it. <laughs> but oh. yeah, everybody was sick. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Kenton Station because we will okay. be down next month. I'm taking the third show of or the third week of June off next month. So the third Thursday for the show. So taking her from you <laughs> that's right I've, I've been doing the tours at um kenton station since about 2012 i started out with just helping on the tours and they kind of grew um from there and i wanted to make sure if we were going to continue the tours that they were done in a respectful way and that they were done in a you know um in a teaching manner i didn't want them to become like a circus freak show kind of tour I wanted them to be more used for an education tour. It was very important with me and James, who's the owner of Kenton Station, was very on board with, you know, we never charge for the tours because I didn't want profit off of spirits. Um, we do ha we do take donations towards the end of the year um, for tours because we, the uh, Kenton Station will buy, do the Toys for Tots kind of program at Christmas time. So about the last six months of the year, six months, six months of the year, if people want to leave donations, we let them do that. And we'll, and that all goes to um, the Toys for Tots program. But like I said, it was important to me. I'd made a connection with a lot of the spirits at Kenton Station. So I wanted to use my tours as an educational thing. I wanted to educate people basically about everything that they've seen. I always start my tours. How many people watch paranormal shows? You know, all the hands go up. And then I say, forget everything you've seen. <laughs> you know, because we've had people come down there. I've had to ask one person to leave the tour for provoking. Um, and it was an extreme case of provoking. And, you know, so I always make sure in the beginning of the tours to tell people we treat spirits with respect. We do not... Um, provoke in any way i say how many people like your grandmothers most hands go up every now and then one doesn't i give them a dirty look because everybody should like their grandmother um i say we what if grandma's a bitch <laughs> well then <laughs> that, then i go from there well think of somebody you do like then um and i say you know we treat spirits like you would treat someone you care about that you love they were human we treat them like human i expect you to treat and respect the spirits the same way um Kenton Station was built in 1909. It was an old speakeasy brothel. Um, everything that Portland was in those days, it was underground boxing. There's been, you know, shows on Portland City Underground with the boxing thing that happened there. Um, they actually had the very famous boxer at one time working there as a bouncer, uh, Mysterious Billy Smith. Um, during Prohibition, he ended up boxing there. He, how he he went to be being welterweight champion of the world, you know, to in the Underground boxing in Portland. <laughs> Underground boxing. Well, he was, I always say he was like the Mike Tyson of his time. He would bite his opponent's ears off. He'd box the refs out. He was disqualified time after time. Yeah. He became a hardcore alcoholic after his second wife died. I mean, he kind of has like this tragic story. Came here, ended up coming to Portland, um, opened up his own um, saloon during Prohibition hit. He ended up having to make money, ended up being a boxer. He ended up opening another saloon later on in life, and, and he actually was there until he died. So it was a profitable thing after that. But, yeah, 
And I always, Seth hates it when I say he's only five foot seven. I think he had little man syndrome. And Seth's like, don't say I'm five seven. I said, I'll punch you in the knee, Kristen. <laughs> I'll punch you in the knee. Yeah. So, you know, we've had tons and tons of, you know, um, parent. It, it was funny when I first started doing Kitten Station, it was like paranormal territorial, you know, uh, turf wars. You know, it was like these te- this team was claiming it. And these other teams were coming on the tour and this team was upset that these, te- you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, are we all like, you know, what do you call it? Marking the our territory. The, the sharks and the jets. It was yeah. like a West Side story. Exactly. And it really turned James off the, um, the owner of the business. He's like, what is all of this about? I remember when um, White Light first started coming around and I ended up moving over to their team and. The other guy on the other team called up and said, they're going to come clear out the whole basement. They're going to they're gonna get rid of all your spirits. And and we're like, really? <laughs> First, impossible. I've been there for, like I said, five years, and we still have paranormal activity every month. Um, you know, you, you're not going to clear out a place like that, number one. Um, yeah, there have been spirits there that have crossed over. There's been quite a few spirits there that have crossed over. But there's still a ton of spirits there. And they let themselves be known, too. And it's interesting. We'll have, it's like people dynamic. Some tours, there'll be absolutely nothing will happen. It'll be quiet and calm. And the next tour, certain people will show up and all heck starts breaking loose. So, you know, it's either, you know, the spirits connect with this person somehow. Or maybe they look like somebody, remind them of somebody. I don't know exactly what it is. But, um. Like I said, some tours, everything's happening, and some tours, nothing's happening. I think um, that's just the nature of the beast. Right. Yeah. My uh, my first experience was actually brought me to White Light um, being happened in that basement. We we were, uh, we had did an investigation, the old team I was on, and we had caught an EVP of a baby crying in the basement. And it's like, okay, it's there's, there's no children allowed in this building. It was like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, where is this baby crying coming from? Uh, the bar closes down at 11 o'clock. It's in a residential area. So we thought that was very interesting. And I was walking through the, uh, and I promise this is a story I cried on last time. I'm not doing it this time. You're, you're going to be okay, Chuck. Um, I was walking <laughs> through the door, and I had a K2 in my hand. And I was, you know, at the back of the tour. This is before I was leading the tours. And all of a sudden, the K2 went solid red. And I'm like, whoa, that's I'm started telling my uncle that's really cool and as soon as I got like mid-sentence right before I said that I was telling him about the EVP of the baby crying and as soon as I said yeah this is where we picked up the EVP of the baby crying then all of a sudden the K2 started going red and I'm like oh this is really interesting I lifted my arm up to show him and then all of a sudden it was like I hit a brick wall I could not move I couldn't I could not move any part of my body and I remember I kind of started like everything started getting hazy and my uncle said I was pushing my hands out like I was pushing somebody away from me. And I, all I remember thinking and feeling in my soul was I was connecting with this woman whose baby this was because she was making me feel like my child had just died. I mean, it was that tense of a, and I'm trying to hold it in. And I'm like, I don't want to act like I'm faking everybody out on the tour. Like I'm, you know, the plant that's trying to scare everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm, Seriously, I'm trying to hold this in. And as soon as the rest of the tour gets around the corner, it was like, I'm telling her in my mind, you have to back up. You, you got to let go. I can't do this. You got to back up. And as soon as she, 
what I believe she backed off her energy from me. It was like my whole body like released. I almost like went to the ground. Um, I just started crying profusely. And what was really interesting though, the whole time going through this, the K2 that was in my hand was solid red. It didn't fall. It didn't change a beep. It was just solid red. And after she backed off and I felt her leave, the K2 in my hand still was solid red. So I thought this K2 is defective at this point. And um, my uncle had a K2 in his hand and nothing was happening. And he's like, switch me K2s. So I handed him mine. As soon as he took mine, it went dead. And as soon as I took his, it went bright red. I was like this freaking Statue of Liberty with bright red K2s in my hand. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what, what would cause that. I don't know what would, you know, make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that experience right there that actually brought me to White Light, the Team White Light. Um, they came in, it was probably a couple months after that. And I was telling them about this experience with this woman and says, says, Oh, I know who you're talking about. She's in the corner over there, which he knew nothing about any of the other stuff that had been captured down there. But that was exactly where we knew she was at. And it was exactly where I had captured the EVP and they went over and they, they counseled with her. Um, the story that she, they had gotten from her was that. She was afraid to cross over because she had died during a botched abortion. And her she was Catholic or she, her religion, whatever it was, she mm. was scared she was going to hell. And so they basically counseled with her and were able to help her cross over. Um, it was really a beautiful thing from what they are describing to me because I don't see this, that her mother and her sister came through for her and she was able to go. I can tell you I know the energy shifted it felt different but i don't see that but the team that i was on at that time and this was what brought me to white light was right here was after connecting with the spirit after knowing what she felt and feeling her pain i went over to my other two team members that were on the team that i was on and i told them i was like oh my gosh this just happened she crossed it it was beautiful and they got really upset and they were angry and they were like did they have permission from the building owners to do that and I'm sitting like there you like, you need permission to, sorry. I know. It just drives me nuts when people say that, like, you need permission, like a spirit like needs they permission own them. to cross yeah, like they over. own the, the spirit, and yeah. This was my, like I said, the team that I was on was a, was scientific-based, was, mm-hmm. well, they were kind of douchey, but I don't want to go there. Um, anyway, but um, this was my first experience with any of this, crossing any of this. I just know what I felt, and I had never felt anything like that, and so feeling her pain um it's like this you know i'm saying i'm intelligent enough person to know that spirits were human whatever their soul but i never actually knew or or just put it together that some of these spirits are in pain and you know with them being able to cross and i remember the final blow was the next day i was trying to tell the people on the, the team that i was on you know what a beautiful thing this was and you know you don't need permission if you know that's like holding somebody the captive and one of the people on the team said well you know it's almost like if you had your pets in your house and somebody just walked up and opened your door and let them out and then and I'm like what <laughs> you know so that was that was it for me I was like okay I think I'm done here and that's how I ended up on white light and it's been a ride ever since and you know so I kitten is very dear to my heart because that was like my big aha uh-huh place I've connected with so many of the spirits there Mm-hmm. I've had some follow me home. Well, one follow me home. My husband was not too happy about because he crawled in bed with us. <laughs> uh, 
that's one of the stories I tell on my tour is like I always tell people, tell them thanks for letting you visit, but they need to stay here. Um, Because both James and I have had someone follow us home. The man that chose to follow me home and climb in bed with us, um, my husband was a semi-skeptic until this ghost exhaled. (laughs) He crawled in bed and I felt him and I felt somebody lay down on my pillow. We have the memory foam pillows and the whole half of my pillow went flat. And I could feel someone in bed between us, but I didn't want to freak my husband out. Because, you know, like I said, he was a skeptic, but he's rather be... He knows it's real, but he would rather be in La La Land. Yeah. And uh, he just finally, about 30 seconds later, he said, is, honey, is your radio on? But it was really long and winded out. And I was like, no. He's like, something just breathed in my ear. I was like, well, what is Sally? He's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, that must be kind of weird having a man exhale in your ear and your bed. <laughs> so then I'm on phone with Seth. I'm on phone with Medium. Uh, dude, somebody's in my house. And. He's like, okay. My husband comes down the next morning, big black circles under his eyes. And he's like, I didn't sleep very well. (laughs) But the weird thing is, is that ever since that happened, my husband, we always say he, well, we say he hears shit. I don't know if I can say that, but he's the hearer. He hears stuff. Like, we'll be places and he'll be like, do you guys hear that Native American chanting? We're like, are you crazy? Like, so I don't know if that opened, and he's probably going to kill me for telling, well, he's not listening anyway, but. I don't know if being around, well, yeah, I do know. Being around people with abilities, things start to tune in and start things start to happen because mm. he hears stuff and he always, and it's the weirdest thing, he hates when I leave home because something always happens in this house when I leave. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and I don't know if it's my energy keeps him at bay when I'm home and then it's a free-for-all when I leave, but he hates when I leave. <laughs> and I'm like, Either. no, honey, you, you can't shoot him. <laughs> Well, well you know, it's kind of sad because he, he doesn't actively seek it out. He, he yeah. you know, he kind of sits back and watches us all like we're nuts a little bit. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't actively seek it out, but it happens anyway. And Jim was a lot like that. And, I mean, look at him now. Yeah. Jim. So, you know. <laughs> there you go. Rick just learns to go with it. You know, I'm bringing home haunted candlesticks from the... No, I'm bringing home candlesticks from a haunted morgue. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it, you know? <laughs> oh, I know. Poor Jim had to live through my haunted doll experiment when I had all those haunted dolls in the house. <laughs> Our poor families. It's just what is, you it know? Is, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, then, and, then, and my family didn't wasn't too thrilled about having the uh, Fibic box in the house either. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I'm having it shipped over. And my ex-wife's like, what? Yeah, I think I'm reaching the line there. <laughs> I says, don't worry, I got the salt. We'll be fine. I got the salt. I, got, I saw the movie. That wouldn't come into my house. <laughs> I, had the, I had the Dybbuk box and the Fibic box in my house. It was fine. It was cool. I got some cool, uh, some cool EVPs off. It was, and it did say yeah. the Dybbuk box, which was cool. That story, though, is just so funny. Anytime I tell that story, people are all over it. I told it at the ghost conference, the Oregon ghost conference at the campfire. Um, And I don't know how well I told it because I had been drinking rather heavily before. (laughs) Well, I understood it fine, but I was drinking too. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you and I have been drinking together before, so we know each other's drunk speech. I think he did fine. <laughs> people respond to that. There, there was one gal there from um, Whisper who came up the next day and she talked to me. And then she was at the class that we did. And she talked to me there. And she just, uh, nice. yeah, that story resonates. 
So um, let's talk about a couple of haunted places that okay. you like. Um, just in the Portland, Vancouver area. In the in the area. Well, there's of course Kitten Station is my favorite, but um, Klondike Restaurant in St. Helens. Oh yeah, cool, um, yeah. That's the only that's the only other place I've had a connection. Um, a deep connection with the spirit. And once again, it was a woman with a child. Was it um, the one that sits and rocks and looks out the window? No, she was in the little room on the second floor at the end. <laughs> when we ended up helping her cross over. Um, and it was another one of those ones when Seth walked in, he saw her sitting in a bathtub of blood and we think she was from an abortion. Yeah. Um, but some of the best paranormal experiences I've had have been at that place. Um, That's um, It's an amazing place. It yeah. is. The energy there is wonderful. The foods there is wonderful. But the energy is wonderful there. I've never been there and not had. Funny, the funniest experience I had there was actually sitting in the dining room. And we were at one of William Becker's um, psychic medium classes. And we were sitting around. They have the most phenomenal, well, they used to have this most phenomenal cake there. And... I asked the waitress, I said, what's your cake of the evening? And she says, oh, I'm sorry, we're sold out. And so just being a smarty pants, I looked up and I said, well, that's the only reason I'm here. And, you know, kind of chuckle, chuckle. And she laughed and she walked away and I still had my back to her. And about 30 seconds after I said that, something hit me in the top of my head. And it was like you would hit a melon. It went like clunk. I heard it. It was that and it hurt. And I looked over at my cousin and uncle, Tracy, was sitting across from me. And I was like, kind of like, did she just hit me in my head? I, I was like, kind of angry. It really hurt. And Tracy says, there's nobody behind you. <laughs> so uh, the spirit was letting me know my cake joke wasn't appreciated, I guess, and decided to thunk me on the head in the middle of the restaurant. Um, so that was one of my most uh, awesome, I, well, it was awesome after the pain went away. <laughs> right. There. Right. Um, you know, how often you get thunked in the head by a spirit ghost? <laughs> um Another one of my favorites around here. Oh, well, you and I both know our favorites, but that's not really in Portland. That would be on the coast. That's fine. You can pick <laughs> that up. Okay. Yeah, she's she's kind of coming out and letting people know, you know, the Wheeler Hotel. And Karen's writing her book, The Permanence, on this hotel is dear to my heart. Um, I just, it's home. It's home. I think it's home away from home for a lot of us. It's just uh, such a comfortable place to go. And the feeling there, I mean, you know, there's spirits everywhere there. Um, but it just, you just are so at peace there. It's just a weird, it's a weird, awesome feeling. Um, and Katie, the owner of the hotel is so gracious. She opens it up. We, you know, we all have our team gatherings there, friend gatherings there, drunken night. No. <laughs> Drunken New Year's is there, you know. <laughs> it's a, I love that place, you know. I, I told Katie she can't ever sell it because no. that's not happening. <laughs> no, not and happening. she can't ever, she can't ever defriend us either. Right. She's stuck with us now. <laughs> and really besides, you know, I don't do a lot of going to different, you know, I know there's tons of haunted, haunted, unquote, haunted places around here. I mean, you have all the Kennedy McMinimums, you know, you have Edgefield, you have Kennedy School, you have White Eagle, you have the Shanghai, T all of these places have wonderful, you know, lots of paranormal activity. I just really haven't spent a lot of time. I mean, usually when I go there, I'm going there for dinner. I'm not going there for 
I don't do a lot of seeking it out. I just kind of, you know, we get our cases and that's what it is. And, you know, if we have an opportunity to go somewhere like Klondike that I really enjoy, then we do that. But we really don't seek out businesses, a lot of businesses and places to investigate it. Just we just don't do that. It just no, has I to get it. You, you don't need to. I, right. You know, yeah. It, you kind of, you burn out on the whole, it's like, okay, it's, you know, it's just, we look at it more as, I mean, I look at it, most people on our team look at it more as, it's not a hobby. It's like our passion. This is what we do. It's not, we're not doing this for fun. It's, you know, we get together and do fun things, but we're not just going out and trying to have fun and going to different places. We, we want to go places that mean things like, you know, Wellington to you, uh, you know, we went up there, it was a few years back. Um, and the energy. I remember when you guys went up there. Right. Yeah. And the energy up there is another one of those places. Like, you know, when you hear everybody talking about a place and it's like, you just have to go because the energy is so awesome. And it's just, then you feel compelled to go. Those are the places I like to go. I don't want to go right. because I read it and, you know, I read it on a blog that it's haunted and I want to go try to, I want to go where, you know, people have a connection to places and the energy is just something different. And I want to go feel that and try to tune into that energy. Um, you know, it's not a fun thing. It's an interest. I don't know. I don't know what the word is for it. <laughs> No, I get it. I get it too. It, I, you're, you're seeking meaningful places. Exactly. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. But you know, there are places that where it, it does have that kind of special energy. Um, and it's not scary energy. And that's no. one of the things that, that Katie wants people to know about, about the Wheeler, for instance, is the old Wheeler hotel is that it's not scary, that it's protective, that it's loving. And that feels a lot different than just going someplace to hunt ghosts, I guess. You're not a ghost right. hunter. And I hate that. Yeah, right. you're and not, like you're not a ghost thing. hunter. Right. So, yeah, going to some place that you can connect in. And, you know, getting that message out that spirits aren't scary. It's not all scary. I won't say that, you know, people don't ever encounter anything that is scary to them. But it's not all scary, you know. The spirit world isn't. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't be afraid of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Did I lose you guys? Are you still there? No. no can you hear not. us? Can uh -oh. you hear us? Uh oh. oh Kristen there can't you are. hear us. Okay. Okay. Whew. Thank God. Da -da -da. That was anyway, scary. That was a terrifying moment. That was a terrifying moment. I can. I can. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Yes, oh, it's really funky. Oh. Funky. Uh -oh. Funky as cool. Like. Mm. Funky like that or no? No. It lost okay. Kristen. No. Did uh, we lose her? Oh, lose she can't hear us. us. Recall? Yeah. Oh, we lost her. Yes. Okay. So Kristen's yes. going to hang up and, and Cheryl. And <laughs> I'm here, but I, you're breaking up. Yeah. Hang right. up. Let's try hanging up and recall. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good idea. Are you back? Yeah, I am. I don't know. Are you? Am I? <laughs> It's funny time. This right is the, the interesting media. part of the show, yeah. everyone. Yeah, that's okay. It's fine. So, but I wanted to get to asking her about the Oregon Ghost Conference. Like, yeah, that's where we need to go when we get her back. Um, okay. Yeah, did she? Did we lose her, Cheryl? Is she hung up? I think we lost her because she's frozen. Let's see. She's frozen, Let, like I'm the movie. Hang up on Kristen. I'm try and call her back. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's try and call Kristen uh, back real quick. And see if right. Skype will let us do so. Well, you never listeners. know with Skype. Skype is just you so never know what's gonna happen. Skype is a, a way, 
Yes, we're going to wait until we get our guests back. Or I'm going to watch Karen eat her pickle. And Hello. everything will be fine. Oh, Hello? oh there she is. Oh, Hello. Hello. Okay. And there I guess. Right. I can. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Disco thing here. <laughs> yeah. You guys sound like disco. <laughs> cool. So, all right. So, can we go to that? Oh, I want to ask her about the. Uh, you go ahead. I'll sit here and why? eat my Thank pickle. You. Okay. Oregon Ghost Conference. How did okay. we get involved in that? Okay. So, second year, we were actually, Seth and I were asked to speak on the very topic of what our team does, which was back even in only three years ago was controversial and okay. this community. Um, after that, <clears throat> it was probably the third year where I came in and I asked William what help he needed, what capacity of help he needed. And, uh, did he want me to run a Facebook page for him or what could I do? Because I knew it was growing and I knew it was becoming more than just the two of them could, could handle. Right. Um, so he's like, yeah, sure. Can you, you know, hop in and do um, Facebook promotion, which basically is what I do. I just run the Facebook page and I offer help to Rocky with whatever he needs help with. Um, it's him and Brad basically um, now who are putting the conference on and it's grown to. Oh boy, has it. <laughs> it's grown. It's grown next year. It's even going to be larger. Um, it's, a, it's another one of these things that is just it's like a passion. It's my heart is really into it because, you know, we have all these people that are coming together and we're being able to educate, um, you know, the outside world. We have so many people that are coming into this with questions about the paranormal or fears about the paranormal or just interest, things that they've gone through. They don't understand. They want questions. Um, our speaker lineup this year was phenomenal. I always get bummed out cause I'm running here and I'm running there and I don't really ever have time to sit and listen. So I told Rocky, we need to figure out a way where we can tape all of the speakers because, I mean, some of the things that they're talking about is, is just mind-blowing, you know. And I'm coming in and I'm getting little tiny clips because I'm trying to, you know, take pictures of everybody and take pictures of all the events going on. And um, it's just, like, I, we have an awesome paranormal community in the Pacific Northwest. Everybody up to this point, I know Rocky wants to get to a point um, someday that hopefully the conference is making enough money that he'll be able to give stipends out to the speakers and stuff. But we're not at that point right now. Right now, everything all, for the last five years has all been volunteer. All of the speakers have come on their own dime. Um, they volunteer their own time. They've you know put countless hours into creating these wonderful presentations. Um, it's just, like I said, to have a community where everybody comes in and volunteers and does all this, it's just, it's, it's mind-blowing because I know it's not that way everywhere else. You know, um, we get a lot of calls that come in from people all around the United States and, you know, they want X amount of money to come to it. They want to be paid to for appearance fees. They want their hotels paid. They want their... Air, you know, air tickets, which I can understand all that, um, but we're not at that level yet that we're able to do that, maybe within the next few years. Um, mm -hmm. But I think we have a pretty good conference with just what we have. You we know, have I'm a happy. great, it's a great conference. You know, yeah, so. and and it's it's been a fabulous community builder in the Pacific Northwest. We have, uh, through, largely in part due to the conference at least, um, we've built such a supportive community of yes. paranormal people. There's people that I, you know, friends with now and I network now with that I never 
without the conference would have had the opportunity to meet or to know or um, even call them friends at this point because I, they, we've never, ever would have crossed paths without the conference. I'd, and, love, I'd love to have that in Illinois because there's nothing really around here like that, like you guys. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck finds our paranormal community out here very attractive. But yes. what I keep telling him is that um, what I've heard from other people is this is very unusual. Yeah, and it's just I keep hearing that too. Not like, like that anywhere else. This is weird. Maybe it's our just our laid back attitude in the Pacific. <laughs> it's not all like this because you know what? There are teams that have come and gone that have been drama filled, and mm -hmm. they pretty much come and go. It's um, you know, it's in my experience in the five years that I've kind of been in the field is the ones that were kind of drama filled have kind of dissipated. They're not there anymore. Um, whether they felt they didn't get the respect or they just, you know, didn't, you know, we just, it's not that we're snobs, but we just, just don't associate with drama. So, you know, if you're a drama filled team, probably the majority of the teams aren't really going to want to have a lot to do with it because we don't want that drama brought on ourselves. So yeah. Yeah. stay out of it. We don't want no drama. <laughs> oh, no, but we have a good, a good supportive core yes. of people here that, yes. yeah. You know, and, that's and we do too. stuff. We do stuff together outside of right. the paranormal, too. Right. And you know what? We might all, and we might do things different. You know, like, I know our team is very different than other teams, but we don't judge each other. We don't, you know, we're very supportive. We don't, you know, oh, you're doing this wrong, or I wouldn't do it this way. You know, mm -hmm. we, like I said, we don't all agree on the way that we all do things, but, mm -hmm. you know, we're all adults. I said that one time. I was like, we're all adults. And somebody said, who said we were adults? <laughs> maybe we're not adults, but we all know how to act like adults. Maybe. We all have the age of adults. <laughs> yeah, that's Chronologically, it. So, we are adults. You know, and we're there for, like Karen said, it's, it's just, it's like, okay, for example, uh, uh, the Wheeler flooded. And it was like, it didn't take, I mean, we were down there that week with a group of people that were from all different, you know, teams and all different, you know, that we're there. We're there for each other. If something happens, you know, if something was to happen at Karen, I, I'd be up there in a heartbeat. And I could have, you know, 15 other people from other teams with me heading up that way. I think that way makes us different than a lot of other um, areas throughout the United States. I don't think that they have that. And like Karen said, we do stuff together. Um, there's potlucks that we get together and do. We'll go do um, team things at Wheeler where different people will come from different teams. Um, we've attended classes together. So we're networking. It's not all just the paranormal and our own team things. We network with each other. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So Bob has a question in chat. What he wants to know is if you will ever develop videos with speakers that could be purchased by those of us who can't come. That is what I'm working on. <laughs> I would just, you know, love to have them put on YouTube and, you know, and have it open for everybody to see. I mean, that would be ideally. The more people we could educate, you know, not everybody has money to afford CDs. The more people we could just educate on the topics that these speakers are talking about, I mean, an ideally in my book would be awesome. But that's definitely when we get back to having our committee meeting, something I can ask about, you know, is there a way that we can do... One thing I will say is awesome about Rocky is he has always tried to keep this event affordable. You look at some conferences and, you know, it's $100 to get in or it's X amount of money. This was actually the first year that we charged anything for entrance. It's always been free. 
Um, yep. This this year we went to a five dollar cover charge to get into the conference, um, just because the expenses. I mean, if you see where we went from to where we're at now, um, you know the expenses went up and. You know, a lot of people don't understand too, and and Rocky Pro, I don't know if he's, you know, this is, I don't, you know, I don't even know what the totals have come in this year, but the Ghost Conference the past four years, they have always lost money, you know, yeah. and that's straight out of Rocky's pocket. I think last year he was uh, like almost a thousand dollars in the hole, you know, so he was putting this on to build up to this point, but he always wanted to keep it family friendly, and he wanted to keep it where families could afford to come. So, you know, having the $5, even the $5 cover charge was a big thing for him. It was like, we really had to talk him into that. It was like, it's only $5. That's the whole week and $5. And people still came. Yeah. Well, you, you think if people are enjoying the experience and they, and, and they know about, it, especially people who have come before, I, they probably would pay more and say, we're fine. Charge me 20 right. bucks. I still come because I love it and they know the money's going to a good cause because it's just going to help the thing grow and right. become even better. So, you know, there's right. nothing wrong with that. So That's awesome. family friendly and keeping it open where families can attend was, was Rocky's main goal. And he's done a wonderful, wonderful job. I know I, I always think, you know, Rocky, you can't stop doing this because I'm not taking this. <laughs> you got to just keep doing this forever. Yeah. You, well, you work your tail off too. I mean, in between you, Rocky, and Brad, you guys work hard to put on that conference and get everything and scheduled. And I think there should be. And Brad's mom, too, props, because, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of work that goes into it. <laughs> I, think, I think there but, should yeah, be a Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark thing next year. Well, where the hosts but, go there and let's talk. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I go there and talk every year. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I yeah, mean, as a team. Karen was on this thing, and she was on that panel, and she no, was on this panel. But I'm just saying, as, as us from here, I think you be guys fun. should do it. I think you guys, Karen's I already tried, come either. I tried to get him to come this year, Kristen. We could okay. we could do like a we could do like a live show there the day that we're there doing it. Oh, that so. that spot is already filled. Casey Casey already does that. We've got room for two. Oh, we have. I don't want to steal Casey's shtick. Oh. <laughs> Well, really? we had another radio station there this year too, so everybody. Oh, true. So you know, Casey's yeah. he's not paraterritorial. I think he would be no, okay. No, he's not paraterritorial at all. And you guys have two different totally things going on, so you know, let's make it work. We could make it work. <laughs> Karen's like, we'll see. Or you could just come visit. <laughs> Why not just have another thing? <laughs> I, I, you know, here's what I discovered for this year at the ghost conference is that I don't want to do anything on Sunday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look because, at Karen's nice pictures. <laughs> oh God. By Sunday, I was just absolute toast. I was okay until about four o'clock Saturday afternoon. And then I just hit a wall and thank God, because I had a class at like three, I think. And by the time the class right. was over, I was done. Well, we're trying to figure it out this next, we're going to have a committee meeting and we want to talk about, because, you know, Rocky said that, too. He's like, I miss it. And I felt the same way. It's like we go to these things to network and socialize with each other. But by the time we're done with tours and the time we're done, you know, with investigations, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Rocky is not getting to have any fun at all. That's yeah. why he's like, I talked to him. I was like, come to Port Gamble because you won't have any. I love Port Gamble's conference because it's like I have no responsibilities. It's just like I can 
have fun and there's nothing I have to do. And, you know, I was like, so he's trying to figure out next year if there's some things we can tweak that'll end a little earlier so we can have a little bit more free time at night. Plus next year we're going to stay, uh, we're staying two extra nights. We're going down Thursday afternoon and we're staying till Monday so we can have that whole Sunday night to cut loose a little if we have any juice left. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) Very fun. Well, we, I think I will be at Port Gamble this year. At least I was there for for a day last year. Port Gamble's the ghost conference here in Washington too. It's at the end of October. And I was there for a day last year. And we'll see. I mean, because we have all of the big, um, Andy and I are planning the big right. October right. museum stuff to raise funds for the museum. So, Well, I hope you make it. That's another one of the conference. I love that conference, too. I just love the town of Port Gamble. Pete is awesome. He's an awesome host. The conference is a lot smaller in size than the Oregon Ghost Conference, but I, I love that about it, too. It's very personal. It's very... Um, you know, it's all right there in one room. So there's a lot, you're, a lot of networking you're able to do, a lot of visiting, a lot of just being goofy and silly. I mean, the town's only so many blocks big, so you can't really run and hide from each other. So you just <laughs> get to cut loose and have fun and shenanigans. That's what we call it. Shenanigans yeah. do ensue. <laughs> shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans. Well, we so <laughs> I, I, oh, I think that perhaps... Um, we are upsetting certain people because Patrick in, in chat says, you guys are getting your Oregon Paracon on. And I'm just over here in boring landlocked Missouri. Like, well, get on a plane don't, don't, and come on over. Yeah. Don't feel <laughs> bad, Patrick. I'm in Illinois, buddy. So, you know, I need to get out there too. So maybe we can okay, just all so meet out there next year. There you go. March 31st, 2017, Seaside, Oregon oh, is when the next conference that. is. Oh. Get your plane tickets and get on up here. I'll come down as Chucky e. G. I could be a, I could be a speaker. I could be a speaker. There you go. You could, mm-hmm. There you go. You I'll could be a speaker. Okay. You speaker. There you go. Sweet. All right. <laughs> I'm setting Maybe it up. Maybe I say every year I say, okay, I'm not going to speak this year. <laughs> you know how well that goes over. We can't get her to be well, quiet. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going to do anything. And then Kristen on New Year's Eve, or actually it was on New Year's Day, more specifically, says, I think you should do a class. And I was like, well, geez, if I'm doing a class, I might as well do everything else. And your class was a big hit. (laughs) It was a big hit. Yeah. And I think you were already talking about two classes next year. Ooh, well. Time, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, I did say well, that. She's going to be like the big gal. I'll be like the small potatoes coming in. I'll have to be on the big gal there. That's it. You know, and that's another really cool <laughs> thing about the conference is we've had a lot of the same repeat uh, speakers year after year, but they've all talked about new subjects every year, different things. It's cool. like, yeah, it's cool. There you go. That's right. That's what we are good at we have and we we do we have a, a fantastic community and you work your tail off to help to maintain that community so so oh, we appreciate you. that you know the way jim jim says what jim says is Kristen gets shit done that's what jim <laughs> says about that's you my skill set you know i'm not oh, a medium. That's a nice I'm, I, just, I get her shitter done or i get <laughs> Yeah. I've always been an organizer. That's just yeah. my skill set. <laughs> Kristen Gray, she gets shit done. Some shit done. I, I like I that. have to there ground my, my medium psychic friends, so that's what I'm my job is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because let's face it, psychic mediums, they don't get shit done. <laughs> They're just up there floating around. 
<laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right, so Kristen, we have come to the part of the show where we, we call it Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. So where people can learn about the Oregon Ghost Conference, where they can learn about you, where they can learn about White Light, where they can learn about the Kenton Station Tours, all of that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, Oregon Ghost Conference, www.oregonghostconference.com. That one's pretty easy. Uh, White Light, www.whitelightparanormalinsight.com. Um, our Facebook page is probably our more active page. Usually when anything is coming up, tours or anything, I'll post information there. And that's why I like Paranormal Insight on Facebook. Um, our tours, the Haunted Kenton Station tours, are every third Thursday of every month at 7.30. And did I do it? I, did I promote everything I needed to promote? I oh, don't know. And we are also working on um, Seth's documentary. Which oh, is yeah, good. Seth's.com. Yep. And you can find that on Facebook, too. And uh, he was on the show a few weeks ago, so I'm sure he talked all about it. But we'll give it another plug. And I think that's it. <laughs> you can find right. out everything you need to know about us on our um, Facebook. You can go under Meet the Team album and look at everybody who's on the team and read their bios and see what we're all about. Well, and also, thank you for pulling our butts out of the fire because we didn't have a guest. We Our guest canceled at the last minute and got a hold of Kristen yesterday and said, hey. That's like the last thing I wanted to do is be on another radio show after the last time. This one went fine. I held it together. I'm good. Are, are you going to hang up and cry? That's the no, question. I told you that was like a weird. And I actually, I, I brought it up to my husband last night. And I, and I didn't even tell him when that happened because I was it really bothered me and I felt like somebody was in my room. That's what I was trying to get through. I felt like somebody was here and I finally told him last night, I was like, yeah, I, this happened. And I had really weird dreams all night and I woke up crying all night long. He's like, you know, what's really weird. He said, I had really weird dreams that night. And I'm like, I'm like, about what? He's like, I don't know, but I kept waking up. It was like, I just, cause we were moving my cousin the next day. He's like, I could not sleep. I kept having these really weird dreams and I, just kept waking up and I'm like there was somebody here I'm I'm I 90% positive there was somebody popped in yeah so, you were empathing yeah because it, it hit me and it was like as part of it was embarrassment because I didn't want to be like the you know it's like oh gosh here's a female oh you're an investigator oh and now look at you yeah that's great great representation of the female investigators but it was it wasn't that it was like there was something I was empathing at the moment because it was one of those sobby embarrassing kind of cries and I've been yeah there. yeah I've been there done that whatever <laughs> now, I've done it I've been speaking places and every time I tell there's a certain story I get to about Wellington that I just can't tell because I will right. die so yeah, yeah. You're high. I've <laughs> cried on video. I've cried on radio shows. I've cried when speaking live. It's all good. You're good. Wasn't the ugly cry? Because mine was kind of the ugly. Oh yeah. Cry. Oh and yeah. And Jay Verberg proceeded to tell me how I was his new favorite freak. <laughs> you know, Jay just has a way of making things better, doesn't he? Oh, I love Jay. He's just. Great. I know. I've got. I've got blackmail on him, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, that's it. That's the, you know, that's probably why we have such a good, a tight community out here is all of us know where the bodies are buried. That's right. <laughs> We've all got crap on each other. Yep. <laughs> so it's mutually assured destruction or we get along. That's right. <laughs> but there's no drama. No, 
no drama. No. no. <laughs> okay. Well, Kristen, thank you for coming on the show. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, Have thanks. Good night. All right. Good night. Bye. 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 All right, guys, there she goes, Kristen Gray, White Light Paranormal Insights, uh, and the Oregon Ghost Conference, and, you know, other places as well. Uh, check out the stuff that they do. They do great work at White Light Paranormal Insight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that was a very interesting talk. I like that. It was very interesting. Well, you just thought it was going to be, like, Kristen and I, like, sitting around, giggling at was, each other or something, well, and it didn't happen. Because well, I know... I know when all you Oregon people get together, it's all of a sudden Chuck's the Illinois guy. He's in the corner over there. Just go over there and behave over there while we talk. So it was it was nice. That was part of it. I appreciate it. You were part of Thank it. I try I tried to yes, include you, Chuck. You have to just jump in you and did. include yourself. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Aye, aye. All right. So Cheryl. Yes. What's up? What's up? Yes. Uh, that's yes. great. Great to hear from Kristen. I'm really happy she could come on tonight. That was that was awesome. Um, I know. Like I say, she pulled our butts out of the fire. She did. She did. I mean, mm-hmm. the more I hear about your community out there, it's just you guys have such a great network going on. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. We are, we are lucky. Yeah, for sure. Um, next week we have Dick Larson coming on. And um, Dick Larson has uh, been talking about the emergence of Maitreya and the spiritual uh, hierarchy, as well as UFOs and their spiritual connection to Maitreya's emergence into the world. And so we will be having a very interesting conversation next week. That is Thursday, May. What is the date next week now? June 2nd. Not mm-hmm. May, June. June 2nd. I just have to look up. I, I have to look up the word, then I'll know if I'm into it or not. Karen, do you want to I'm, elaborate? I, I, mean, I read again, what it, I'm sorry. I read what it kind of means. <laughs> Karen was talking to someone else. It wasn't me no, this see, time. I was, and was I read totally talking kinda, to somebody. Yeah, see. You and I read, me, I read, caught me twice tonight. Yeah, twice. I read. I read what it means. Okay. Uh, what's the word? Wait. What's the word? Maitreya. Maitreya. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know what it is. Okay, so yeah. I understand okay. it's the concept that we're all one, we're all connected. It's the same thing that I'm oh, saying yeah. to the G community. So, and that's what a lot of people are saying now. It seems to be the emergence of this particular statement. It's a transformational shift that is yes. happening and will yes. be happening. Spiritual shift, yes. Spiritual shift, basically. Yes. I don't know a whole lot about the subject, except that it's been in a lot of different religions. Um, some people say that Maitreya has already been here other people are saying he's here now and that or that he will be coming and so um we're going to be talking to our guests about that very topic and so i'm interested in learning more about it it sounds really intriguing but yeah i guess the message is that we are all connected and that you know it's all about love compassion brotherhood Mm -hmm. so you know that's awesome. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's the message that you hear more and more as, you know, as, as people shift their awareness. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and like John Kennedy. Did I lose chat you? Room. You still there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, John Kenna, hear me. Jack oh. Kenna put in the chat room that it's basically, it's been in religion, um, you know, many different religions across religions it means slightly different things to different religions but now in the in the new you know when the new age movement came about it it took even a different form uh more of a non-religious form more of a spiritual form 
that, that yes. word itself. So it's, it's basically, like we said, it's, it's about coming together spiritually. It's the oneness. It's yes. the oneness of it all. Because you can take God and Buddha and all that, and all the wrap it all together. It's still the oneness. There's, there's a higher power at work. Uh, higher energy. We're all connected to it. We're all one inside. Yes. Yes. It's Correct. Ca- it's going to be pr- pretty darn cool. Um, and then mm-hmm. I want to talk about the next show after that real quick. Oh, okay. It's the following week. It is, the date is uh, June 9th. Mm-hmm. We will be talking to author Matt Wingett. And Matt is the author. He's been on before. No, he has not. No? no. Why do oh. I know his name? I do not know. Um, but okay, go on. He is the author of the book called Conan Doyle and the Mysterious World of Light. And the book traces the spiritualist career of Sir Ar- Arthur Conan Doyle between Doyle. 1887 oh. and 1920. And I, I did, you guys, I mean, I just sent it to you. I know you haven't had a chance to read it, but I sent you a PDF of his book uh, last week. Oh, oh, that's why. Okay. That's why. Oh, that's why I forgot. Yeah, I sent you the PDF. So you may have, have just looked at it real quick, but... Um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm hoping I can get some pages in before next week, so or two weeks from now. I hope I'll have some time. <laughs> I'm writing a cookbook right now. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so two really awesome shows in a row coming up, so make sure to, to stay tuned. And if you can't join us live, we've got the podcast. we got podcasts. Yes. That's right. We give good podcasts, folks. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we give really good podcasts. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed we do. Okay, and um, magazine, because we are fast approaching the end of the month, I I know you sent me some articles to look at, so we must be getting close. We are close. We are close. I am just polishing off the May issue, and that will be online this weekend. So go to paranormalunderground.net to check out our May issue, or you can go to magcloud.com to buy a print-on-demand copy. Um, on our website, you can get a PDF copy, and um, it's just full of all sorts of paranormal goodness. You know, the usual haunted sites, cryptids, UFOs, people in the paranormal field investigating, all sorts of good things. You know, the usual. There you have it. Paranormal goodness. Yes. I like that. Mm. You're usually more specific about about upcoming magazines. So, I, I can be. I just didn't know if you, you know, wanted me to make it quick. Well, we have a few. No, we have a few minutes. Well, here we go. And I don't. What would be like the highlights of the it? highlights? The okay. Well, yes. we had um, Gavin Lee Davies on the show oh, yeah. several months ago, and um, he was telling us about one of his books, and it involved um, an incubus attack. And mm-hmm. um, so we're running a. Special... Oh, that's the show I missed. I missed that. Oh, you weren't there. Yeah, it was sure. the ghost sex show. I missed it. Oh, you missed mm-hmm. it. Oh, my gosh. It yeah, was, I remember it was, it was me. It was so good. Um, and then, yeah, so that's right. Well, you missed it because it was a good show. Anyway, we're running a little article on that. And then we have a sidebar from Gavin on somebody who wrote into um, Gavin's website, which is the Paranormal Chronicles. You can get, check that out online. About his encounter with a succubus. And his encounter oh. was unique in that it didn't happen at night in bed it happened while he was driving somewhere and he picked up oh that sounds safe on the side of the oh, road oh that's awkward yeah there you go and oh. that's what was unusual about that now and this did not happen by plan by the way but we have a new writer for paranormal underground magazine we've had him on the show twice his name is willie windwalker gibson he's a shaman 
And his first column is coming up in this issue. And I, like I said, this wasn't planned, but in his very first column, uh, which is called The Shaman Windwalker, he talks about his personal experience with a succubus attack. Wow. And that's how that's so, yeah, that's how that came about. Um, so check that out. Of course, we um, have uh, Karen. You've got a couple of articles in there this month. It's uh, Dream Interpretation. And you talk about numbers and what they mean in dreams, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So you give some definitions there. People can look up. And then you also talk about um, ethics for psychics, which is another interesting topic of conversation. Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember what I'd written about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's talking about... If you're in the psychic field or you're not, you're just you, you, you're psychic, but you're interested in finding out how to um, evolve those those psychic abilities. This is good because it there's some things that you suggest in here for anyone to do as far as psychically. You don't have to be an active mm -hmm. investigator. You can just mm -mm. You, know, you can just use these in everyday life if you're psychic or have abilities in some way. So I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of other good things. And Michael White from um, PRI uh, Paranormal, yeah, Paranormal Research Investigations, uh, let us publish an article about an interesting experiment that he did in the psychic realm, dealing with psychometry, and um, also I believe remote viewing was involved. Uh, so it's very interesting. It's called "The Things Hiding in a Twisted Tree," and so you'll want to check that out see the results of this yeah michael's experiments experiment. are interesting he's oh doing good gosh. Work. amazing amazing stuff yeah. i'm just so grateful he lets us publish his his experiment yeah he's doing days. great work yes awesome very there cool you go. yeah good stuff. all right so paranormal goodness coming up coming at you this weekend <laughs> yes. also here in um up in seattle actually like at C by SeaTac airport this weekend is um Crypticon and also Paracon Northwest. And so that's at SeaTac. I think if you look up Paracon Northwest or Paracon Seattle or Crypticon, you can find out about it. So it's kind of a combination of horror movie enthusiasts and paranormal enthusiasts. They're two separate conferences, but they're in the same place. So that's coming up this weekend as well. I think Fun. it starts tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. That's right, folks. All right. Anything else, Chucky G? I have nothing else, Karen Frazier. Nothing whatsoever. Enough. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you to our guest, Kristen Gray. Yes, thank mm -hmm. you, Kristen. And um, thank you to all of our listeners. And, yes. uh, and the new remember, ones, too. Yeah. And, mm. you know, we'll talk to you again next week. We will be here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Mm. Eastern, 8 p.m. in Chicago, and other times in other flyover states. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on MixLR. Have a good weekend. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 